here he did not kill himself Thank thought about God. it um but yes with here today we got brandon plant the comedian the producer Woo! the mc thank you sir. went on stage for his first time got booed the fuck off in four jokes <laughs> <laughs> but it was the gong show on monday um yeah. also i'm sitting next to the wonderful the only the man the myth the legend Brennan Cowden. Want to be comedian? Want to be a podcaster? There we go. A whole lot of wannabes. Yeah, a whole lot of wannabes. There we go. Um, but yeah, um, welcome back to The Levity Show. Uh, we're here again for another week. We are still striving to that episode seven. Yes. Before we stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but welcome back to the comedy journey. Uh, last Monday, we went back to the Sand Dollar. Um, there were so many people that signed up that they decided to do the gong show. And what the gong show is, is you have three minutes before they give you the light. So you have a total of up to four minutes. And if you can make it past that three minutes, you survive to the next round where you can potentially make 50 bucks. But if you get gonged for not being funny, you lose. And everyone tells you at the same time, simultaneously, get the fuck, fuck off the stage, stage. <laughs> um and you heard brandon go up for the first time and you heard me get told to get the fuck 
off the stage. And you also heard me in the background <laughs> laughing at all of his <laughs> Thank jokes. Thank you, one fan. fan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you did you did get a couple chuckles. You said, okay, that's enough. Uh, yeah. But that's the premise of being a comedian at first, I feel like, is like making fun of yourself. Yeah. Until you get to the point where you have good jokes. Yeah, the only jokes I got when it was like, and all right, that's enough with that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about going on stage for your first time a little bit? Uh, yeah, I was sick to my stomach all day leading up to that point. Uh, like just the worst knot in my stomach. Thankfully, they give you $3 beers, not even free beers, but $3 beers. So I had about four of those. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, then from that, I had some confidence, but the confidence was angry. The confidence was like, let me be aggressive and confident. Yeah. Let me not be like these other people who get up there because you see them shaking and I can't stand the people who are shaking and like afraid to be up there. I don't know why. It's just like a weird thing. Like I've always felt that way with people like speaking in public. Like, you should be confident enough to speak in public. If you're not, go work on it before you get up. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there's some things you just have to work through. But when you get up there, you're totally right. The light's, like, right in your face. You can't really see everybody, which is delightful. Yeah. Yeah. And you took a bag full of confidence up there on stage. I took a bag full of confidence as, up there. As a friend, I feel like it's a little too confident. Way too confident. You had a little bit of anger, like in your first joke, where you're yeah. like, that's an adequate amount of... Like, you should just sit there and just bathe and yeah. collapse, because that's... That was it. Cause Your I was goal is claps. to get claps. Like, clap, well, in my head, laugh. I was like, I got so many more claps coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we thought, because the way you're going to be doing comedy for right now right. is one-liners and yeah. funny remarks. So we thought, oh, three minutes. That's perfect. You didn't even know if you had five minutes worth of material. We thought you were going to kill every single joke. And just be done. But that, it's not that simple. It's and definitely that's not that thing. simple. Because you called me. The whole week leading up to us going, yeah. like you going on stage Monday, and I thought everything you had was funny as fuck. <laughs> like they all, like wow, you have much better jokes than all the comedians who are going out there. Yeah. So I thought you're gonna kill the Gong Show, and it seems like people were just ready to, to Gong. You didn't even hear in between one of the jokes if you listen tight. Very enough, hard to listen. You to, can yeah. hear <laughs> Gong them, Gong them. So it's hard because the crowd kind of wants to gong you and they want to yell at you to get the fuck off the stage. It was, I mean, and I'm not going to lie. I yelled at a lot of people that night to get the fuck off the stage. Yeah. It was probably the best part of the whole night, honestly. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying it. like victimizing. Oh, they, they want to gong. No, 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 no. Because no. not like, everyone no, got not gonged. Like that. Yeah. Some people were so fucking funny. It yeah. was like, no, don't and then gong we got them. Mad, don't you dare of, gong them. One of the guys went up and he was doing really good and he got gonged and people booed that he got gonged because they yeah, didn't want him to get gonged because exactly. he's had jokes lined up. He was funny. Yeah. yeah. And they had one guy go up after us who brings his dog on stage every time, which I feel <laughs> so bad time. for that dog. But it was getting funny because I'm like, the first thing he says when he goes up there is, if, you, if I get gonged, I'm killing my dog. <laughs> and everyone just laughed, it. laughed for three minutes because they yeah. didn't want, but then his dog ends up getting off stage and he's like, okay, Fuck. I know I said there's 30 billion of these fuckers out here, but where'd my dog go? Everyone I, I low-key love him. <laughs> like, so, but, and he, and he's one of the guys that bombs religiously and nobody finds him funny. But that one night on the gong show, everyone yeah. found him funny. And it's yeah. weird how that worked. It is. It is weird. And he did the same stuff. He did the same jokes he's done. Every time we've seen him for three weeks, same jokes. Right. Taps the mic, is this thing working? Because no one's laughing at his jokes. Yeah. That time, people laughed. And nobody's laughed at that. So it's Until that point. Until that point. Yeah. It's like he's been practicing for the gong show. So, yeah. <laughs> But that was that was a lot of fun. Um, And we're not putting mine on there. 
Oh, because Brendan also got gonked. I got gonked <laughs> fast. I probably mine you got was, gonked in two jokes, but your jokes were longer, much longer. Yes, and mine. Okay, I fucked up. So lesson for the newbies or even the intermittent people: um, don't go on stage and start bagging on the person before <laughs> you use jokes. So where I made the mistake is because since Brandon got gonged, I was like, "Fuck whoever else goes on stage." The next guy goes up in between me and him. He was third. I was fifth. This guy goes up and he doesn't say any funny jokes. No, but, but he's laughing. But in between all of his jokes, he goes, <laughs> and everyone laughs at that. Yeah. Everyone laughed at his laugh. So when I go on stage, of course, I'm already angry and I'm like, oh, that's a funny joke. I go on stage and so apparently in between all your jokes, if you just go, <laughs> people you laugh. can last for three minutes. You got to like laugh right the first time you did it. I, and I was laughing because I was like, yeah, what the fuck? I didn't hear me laugh. So I'm like, oh, shit. And then I it just up. went lower up. and lower. And then I said a joke. Nobody laughed. And then one guy went, <laughs> and that made the crowd laugh. I'm like, okay, there we go. And then in between my next joke, I didn't even get to the punchline. I slightly paused to go into my punchlines and I got gonged. Get the fuck off the stage. And I, I knew after, because I forgot as soon as I went on stage. The whole gong thing messed me up. I had my four or five minutes set. I had it rehearsed. And then, oh, you only have three to four minutes. I'm like, okay, what jokes do I got to take out? Which ones do I got to pull in? And I fucked, the fucked up part was I had callbacks to a certain word in a previous joke that week. And I felt like if I took that callback out, it messed up my next jokes. But I didn't want to rush into it because it messes up the callback when you're like so close together. I thought yeah. I wanted space in between. I wanted a punchline be that callback. And I, as soon as I got on stage, I did the, <laughs> which did not work. Do not make fun of other people. It's not the right, it's not the right path. Yeah. As soon as I did that, I forgot all my jokes. Yeah, I was it not was ready. Just fucked. It, 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 it was a little soul crushing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it wasn't that bad though. Cause it was, you know, two minutes out of my entire day. And then I, I, I we watched a lot of people get gonged that night. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is like, you're scared of bombing when you go on stage and, I didn't feel bad that I, excuse me, I didn't feel bad that I bombed. I felt more bad that I wasn't prepared and I wasn't funny. That was what that's got what, me more. That's what made me feel bad. Is that none of them landed. Yeah. What a shitty feeling that is. But how, what does that make you want to do? It made me want to make the people laugh. And I, I went up, so the way I went up is I had 10 jokes, uh, 10 flashcards, and, and I was, you know, going through them. I'll never do that again. Never do that again. They Why? were easy enough to memorize. I should have memorized them. It's not. I definitely didn't stare at my cards like at all. Uh, I looked down, glanced, and said, "This is what joke we're on." I remember the whole joke. Let's say it. But it made it made it look like I didn't know, which was worse. So right right when I started off, like this is my first time and everything. Usually it's like some claps, but it was like no, 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 not tonight. This is not your time tonight. Tonight we want to hear motherfuckers kill it for three minutes. And it, it just showed my weakness immediately. Yeah. So at least next time I won't bring a card. Not not talking about any beginner jokes. Nothing like that. And it's kind of hard because I feel like... And not up, be so aggressive. Going up with the flashcards is like, haha, laugh at me because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of scared. I don't know really what I'm doing. Yeah. And I feel like if you go up and you pretend to be shy and like you don't know what you're doing you are kind of appealing yourself to the crowd as a shy person and they right. want to applaud you to keep you going like oh but you're doing like good pity. and if you accidentally it's like oh you accidentally had a funny joke it's not accidental you know right. but i feel like when you went on stage with like the exuberant amount of confidence yeah with and the... like that's an adequate amount of clapping they instantly were like oh fuck this guy and then you had your flashcards, and it's like it doesn't go with the 
Yeah. Confidence and flashcards don't go together. No, it, it's you should like grab the mic, pushed away the stand, and gone. What's like? Fuck you guys if you're gonna go with that. Yeah. Kind of confidence. Yeah. I feel like. No, that that makes a perfect amount of sense. But I had no idea what to do. I really did not. There was no like no book to read to be like this is how you do it. This is how you guaranteed some laughs every time. Yeah, the only laughs I got was when I was like, and all right, that's, 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 this is not going to go well. Yeah. And I wish I just went right to my last jokes because that's what I was saving for the best. And I should have just put the flashcards away. I have them all memorized anyways, but instead I just stuck to what made me comfortable mm-hmm. instead of being vulnerable and just like going with it. Because people like vulnerable yeah, and like being out bit. there. That I was I was playing a little safe and then I, I, I put that extra cockiness ahead of it and it did not work in my favor did not work in my favor. You know, but it's also hard. This is why we have the show, I feel like. There yeah. isn't a book, there isn't a class that will teach you how to be a comedian, how to be funny. Basically, the advice we're getting is from one each other, one another. We're giving each other advice. Yeah. And we're watching and listening to ourselves and going, oh, don't do that. Even yeah. with this podcast, after each episode, okay, we can fix this. Don't do this. Brennan, don't chuckle as much. Um, don't interrupt each other. We're learning as exactly. we're going along and that's why this is here is help you guys learn some of the lessons if you're doing it by yourself and you don't have a friend to go with you to learn with it okay we're here with you now you can go through the journey with us yeah go back and listen to episode one um because episode two has less listens than episode one so we'll know if you listen to them all because they'll all get one more listen thank you if- <laughs> <laughs> um but we're learning and that's where it is that's where we're at the advice I give you is from somebody who's only been on stage two times. The advice you give me is from a guy who's only been on stage <laughs> one time. Right. And I, I talk to people at the bar and like other uh, open mic micers, yeah. I would I would think would be the noun for that. But uh, they, they they told you, they were like, fuck the flashcards. That one guy told me, he's like, fuck the flashcards. I, I get what you're trying to do. Don't do it. And I said, fuck you, guy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know comedy. I know comedy. I'm a comedy savant. <laughs> <laughs> savant. Savant. <laughs> Croissant. <laughs> exactly either way it tastes good yeah but you know it's we're learning we won't do it next time the hard thing because i mean you'll hear me even in episode two when we listen to me go on there are huge gaps in between my my punchline to a joke going into the next joke because i'm sitting there thinking about it where you can fill it up a little bit with the card and get away from some of that open space but right. basically the only way to get out of that is have your shit ready to go practice yeah. before you go on stage but then the hard part when you do that is Don't you forget. can't abandon your, your skit now. Yeah. Because you went with the flashcards. You can't just put the flashcards and go, oh, fuck that. Yeah. You stick with it. Right. And that's the hard part of not having experience with it and not being used to it. Yeah. Where if my jokes are bombing, I'm sticking out this bombing for five minutes because I have nothing else. I have no other arsenals, you know. Yeah. But then you bomb and I'm like, I'm listening back to the five minutes I did have recorded. That I didn't do, and I'm like, none of this is funny. Right. I don't want to take this up on Fuck stage because it's not this. funny. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm trying to be super creative and super funny. I'm getting nowhere. Right. <laughs> so I just got I just gotta get back to writing stuff that I think's funny, working it out and seeing and getting the couple of the couple ones that get laughs, keep up with those ones. You know? Yeah. And I think now when you go on stage, you kind of have a little bit of background of what would be funny on stage and what's not funny on stage. Yeah. Exactly. Because, like, even now, I'm telling my cousin and my brother, like, I told them I went on stage for the first time. And they were like, 
oh, you think you're a comedian? How about these jokes? And they're telling me their jokes. And I'm like, this is like an ill thought out 15 year old, 16 year old telling me <laughs> their jokes that aren't funny and at wouldn't all. land at all. And I'm like, I've only been on stage one time, now two times, and I don't find those jokes funny. But it's funny how that perspective of going up changes everything just a little bit. Right. And as you're fine tuning it more and more and more, it just tones your ears. Same thing with our audio recording. If you guys notice that there's a change in our voices from episode to episode, it's because Brandon over here is, is a savant. <laughs> savant. With his ears of tuning and finding the differences of things. Like people with wine, how they can tell the differences of where it's grown and what's in the soil. Or cigars with, oh, this is from Cuba. This is not from Cuba. Oh, right. this is, you know, you you have those finely tuned ears where we're getting to that point now with right. comedy where we can tell which jokes would and wouldn't work, we feel like, based on our experience now. Yeah, and I, it's a great feeling knowing that's just one of many times it's going to go horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, weird comfort in that because it's like, this will not be the first. This, I mean, that was the first for me, and then to know, like, that's definitely not the last. Yeah. Here we go. And it's not that bad. It's just, like, it's not like people are like, fuck you. They do tell you get the fuck off the stage, which was, wow, that's a great thing to hear from Nick like a crowd of people <laughs> yeah but also a crowd of people that aren't going on stage a lot of them are drunk you know if they don't get the joke like you had the munchausen's disease joke yeah where you explained what munchausen's disease was to me and the next week i forgot what it was <laughs> so you told me the joke again i'm like can you explain that joke yeah. to me again because i didn't get it not that funny yeah well yeah. i feel like we're kind of doing like albums like the guys that have their their hours on spotify we're trying to make those kinds of jokes Right. And I feel like they don't work in bars, but also we're not to the point where we make jokes at that level that would even land Yeah. anyways, but we need to take steps before we start trying to fly. Right. We need to walk, then run, then go through that progression, and we're just trying to fly. <laughs> I just want to fly. Yeah, and we're landing on our faces. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's why I try to write uh, jokes that like fit on like a flashcard, mm-hmm. like the front and back of a flashcard, because I was like, I, I'm not not ready to get into story mode and make all these dots connect, but I, I think I can make some, one little thing funny, like one thing I thought of funny. So we'll see next week. And I find all those funny. Like you, if for those of you for like reference, you're kind of doing like an Anthony Jesnick, or um, there's one British guy. I'll look it up later and remember it. But okay, um, you're doing those one-liners, and I think they're hilarious. I get them all. I think they're funny. But I don't know if it's because I'm like emotionally invested in you as a yeah, friend. Yeah, exactly. Which makes it funny. Yeah, it's like compared not fair. to a random person. But right. I think anything that I get, I'm like, oh, that's funny, and I chuckle. Right. But you have a couple ones. You didn't get to hear the audience didn't get to hear them. I'm excited yeah. to hear those ones. You get laughs from those ones. You keep those in the arsenal. Exactly. I definitely threw away like the uh, sneezing. Yeah. Yeah. Gone in the garbage. Yeah. Deleted from phone and flashcard. <laughs> I was like, I thought there was something there. Maybe if I get up there, I'll think of it. And I was like, the only thought that came to mind was, wow, this is horrible. I yeah. needed to know this is actually horrible. Oh, and that's what I did from our previous one with my first five minutes. I'm throwing away almost all of those jokes except the homeless joke. The homeless joke is funny as fuck. I think that one's funny. I'm throwing away the crack baby joke on the day. I don't think that one's funny unless I can apply it to somebody like a open micer that went before me. Right. But then I don't want to bag on anybody now because I've learned that that's not funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funny to me, not to anybody else. Yeah. Um, th- I'm throwing away those jokes and now I'm trying to throw away the current five minutes I'm working on, but... Yeah, apparently homeless people is going to be my closing bit until I get a funnier one. And I'm just going to work on everything else until then. Yeah, I think that's essential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what an uh, 
experience, though. I definitely went to bed thinking about it. I was up a little bit. I was like, thinking about it, you know, but it makes you want to be better now. And I think that's better. We're getting knocked down, getting back up on our horses. It's not like we're giving up on it. No. And it's like that saying, uh, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt after that. I was like, okay, yeah. Well, especially when you're going in front of a crowd of people. Yeah. Especially. Especially. They want to be entertained, but they also- You like to tell yourself like everything will go uh, perfectly because you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You're the person. Yeah, mm-hmm. the world revolves around you. Thank you, Barney. <laughs> That's perfect. That's yeah. the perfect way of thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, and then you get up there and you realize, oh, no. None no, of this. No, none, it's not just funny because you wrote it, dipshit. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and it's also because we do compare ourselves to the other open micers and the people who performed and stuff. But right. where I want to be in 10 years is way beyond where some of these guys are at 10, Who are even talking in. about how they're nine years in, which yeah. is terrifying. And it's... Like, yes, it is better than us, but it's not leaps and bounds Yeah, better. It's almost a little terrifying. Like, they only think about it when they're on there. Like, oh, I'm going to do an open mic. They get on stage, say some of their thoughts, nine years later doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Which is not where and we want to be And they're spitballing. Yeah, but they also are open micing, trying to find stuff to do. Right. So I'm not going to bag on that idea yet. The cool thing is, though, is usually before the show actually starts, they'll have real comedians who are just hopping in, which is cool to see because they're on their way to a show. Yeah. that Just this on Monday, they had a couple of guys go up who they said that they were from the comedy store in L.A., which if you listen to other podcasts and other comedians, they all talk about that's the main mecca where people practice. But it's guys, no namers yet, who are from the comedy store who are opening up for somebody else who's performing here in Vegas. Right. And that's really cool. And hearing a solid 5, 10, 15 minute set of, oh, he knows how to work a crowd. He's fucking, that's where I yeah. want to be at one, two, three years from now. Yeah. And even you hear them say, oh yeah, I'm 40 years old. I'm like, okay, I want to be past that in 20 years, but I want to be there when I'm 25 and exactly. 26. Yeah. That's my goal. Yeah. If you can, if you guys can see me, I'm pointing, pointing <laughs> to where I want my goal to be Aggressively at. pointing if I, I may add. <laughs> Are you all right, imaginary person? Aggressively. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, aggressively pointing. Yes. (laughs) But it was a cool experience. It really was. I like it. I'm definitely going to do it again, without a doubt. I was moderately scared. You'd be like, okay, fuck this for another month. I'll try it again later. I'm glad that you're getting back on the horse and trying it again. Yeah. Well, uh, I realized that's the only option because I was so thankful that... uh, I was so thankful that I didn't write 20 jokes mm-hmm. and then decide to go up. I'm glad I had the 10 jokes and I was like, okay, cool. That's you were invested, but you didn't invest everything. Exactly. Where I was like, okay, these are funny. These are funny. And then you get up and you're like, oh, that's not, not funny. <laughs> that's really not funny. Yeah. 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 It's not that people don't like it. They fucking hate it. <laughs> well, even I don't hate that you went up with so much confidence. It's just the it, the things don't, it, it was incoherent just the whole image of it was very incoherent i would say that yeah yeah but i feel like if you go up with confidence in your jokes not angry confidence but just you have it locked down you can go from one thing to the next dot 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 you're good but you can't go motherfucker you know like i feel like that doesn't land as well yeah no agreed i'm excited to see you go up again though yeah, I, I'm definitely starting from the back of my jokes because I'll let everybody. 
give some jokes in the beginning. Yeah. I thought at first, because at first I was thinking, well, yeah, put all the shitty ones up first. I'll slam on the, but no, you, you don't lose get to ears. Get to, you lose the ears. So start off with something funny. Put the experimental ones somewhere like in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, tuck that's them what in. I literally had the joke of going to the theater. Go take your piss now. Go get your drink now. For the next four or five minutes, nothing's going to be funny. Yeah. And I thought that would be funny to people because I'm making fun of it, but it didn't get me any. It got me a pity laugh, you know? Exactly. And I'm like, I don't want that pity laugh. Yeah. Anymore. No. But that is really how it is where it's like, you want to start off a little bit slow. And you right. think that, but now I'm like, no, you want to start off the gate, but it's hard to keep up the funny yeah. if you start funny yeah so start funny and you just gotta keep being funny yeah <laughs> you just gotta crazy. keep being going. funny yeah i think start off well structured if the good joke is a good way to start for an open mic five minutes yeah. start off with a good joke in the middle fuck around end on a good joke yeah and you'll see yeah and we'll see next week when i try I- doing that and i'll be like oh no don't no, do no, that no, 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 that no, doesn't no, work no. you lose yours in the middle <laughs> I definitely want to go on a Thursday because then you get the you get the time regardless. Yeah, like, you get there's the less time people. Regardless. Yeah, that was just that was intense. Like it was really intense. Uh, a lot of people got gonged the fuck off. It was like it was like either you're funny or get the fuck off. This whole place is packed. We don't have time for your bullshit. Oh yeah, and that was a and another thing to add. That money that we went was the most packed it's ever been. When I went up two Fridays ago or two Thursdays ago, excuse me. There were maybe 10, 15 people total. It wasn't packed. It was well scattered out. Half the people weren't even listening and were on the other side of the bar. <laughs> when you went up. It was packed. Every table had people sitting in them. There were people standing around the bar. Everybody was listening because the gong show was fucking phenomenal. Uh, that's such a genius idea. If we and if somebody's bombing, yeah. boom, get off the stage, next person. So I love the idea of it. And you had 40 or 50 people listening. <laughs> Way more than I had. You had less time. You had to be funny. Where of mine, I I do storytelling a little bit, so I could set up my joke and not be really funny right. and work my way through. Where they it. didn't want to hear a story. No, they didn't story want to mode does end. not work. In no, three they minutes. want it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Like make yeah. it happen, Captain. So I felt like before I even went on stage, I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna work at this. <laughs> I am a slow paced. I'm I'm there for a good time and for a long time. They want there for a short time and a good time, and that's not how I am. Yeah, no. <laughs> Where I was excited because I was like, I got ten jokes. I'll yeah. just blow through this shit, and then fucking two jokes that I was like, no, 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 you're blowing it, not blowing through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm excited that you went on. You're yeah. excited you went on. We're gonna go again next week. Absolutely. Wife's out of town for this week, so we're gonna try and go every day this week. Yeah, and try to hit some new places. Oh too. yeah, definitely go to new places. Um, and it's even it's cool to go to empty places like the dive bar, where there's only five or ten people listening. And okay, you got five minutes. Okay, you know, yes, you're wasting these five people's times, but my laugh in the background will be a lot louder. Yeah. <laughs> Than just dead silence with 40, 50 people just looking at you like, you fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. We'll, but we're going to try to go more suck. places. Um, the, that will probably be one of the last audio recordings for a while. Unless yeah. we really kill it and we're like, look here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the proof yeah. is in the pudding. Go back and listen to more episodes. But It was so sad, though, because right when I heard uh, the audio recording, because we recorded it, right when I heard it, I was like, this sucks, but it's going to be great for the podcast. <laughs>
I thought the same thing. You know, as fucked up as that is, I was like, as much as that hurt me and my soul, that's going to be, that's great content. Yeah, it's great content. <laughs> as cringy as that it was, I was like, content. yeah. Because uh, you see so much like on Netflix and everything of people just killing it because that's their most polished version. And then you do it and you're like, that's how they got there. <laughs> yeah. 12 years of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. of working from three minutes to five minutes to 10 minutes to 15 minutes to. Yeah. Do you know who uh, Mitch Hedberg is? Yes. Okay. That's where I got all the one line joke idea from because i was listening to him like an ignorant amount and he just kept saying like these like one-off things yeah and they were just really funny i was like wow that's cool he got these whole crowd of people laughing but yeah that that's where i got it that's where i was liking it from find yourself in your jokes be your own comedian don't be mitch be brandon that's my advice to you don't steal jokes and don't try to be like somebody you're not be you be you let's uh tone that back a little bit (laughs) (laughs) that was an adequate amount of (laughs) (laughs) that was an adequate gong get the fuck off the stage yeah they did me a favor by (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah at least they didn't they gonged some people right in the middle of them talking which was like did you get gonged right in the middle of you talking you like paused for a second i paused for a second so i got the gong but it wasn't my joke yet he was nice to us because he knew yeah Yeah, we both said that's my first time and for me i was like this is my second time yeah so he gave us the benefit of the doubt of oh maybe this guy's funny and i was ralph (laughs) (laughs) yes thank you thank you and i was in the middle of doing a 23 and me joke and I was basically laughing because 23 me said I'm white, but I was going to move on to something else. And I paused before I went there, gong. And I'm like, okay, I know that's not funny, Ralph. Don't give me the fucking gong. Don't yeah. Give me a chance. And I'm like, I already got my chance. I fucked up. Um, and the, the the premise for the whole thing starting off was don't bitch, don't moan, yeah. don't be a fucking get sore loser. Get the fuck off the stage. So right when you hear that gong, I was like, time to give it off. Yeah. Thank you for uh, the I'm minute. Not gonna, not, thank some you for the did, one like, minute you did give me. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was like grateful, and I was grateful that he waited for me to like finish. Yeah, like that was he did not have to do that. And I like that afterwards he's like, "Yes, your first time." Hey, everyone, fuckers. fucking clap! Give Fuck him the clap. He tried. None of you guys are trying. You know, right? And you would only do that if you've been on stage and tried it. Yeah, exactly. And he tried telling people uh, at another point, hey, you know, after get the fuck off stage, you know, it'd be nice to clap and say, hey, thanks for getting up there. Yeah. You know, it's not just get the fuck, get off the, get off the fucking stage is supposed to be Yeah, fun. don't throw tomatoes. Give them a clap because they tried. Yeah. They tried to perform for you tonight yeah. and make you laugh a little bit. But no, no, no one did. No yeah. one did. No one did. Well, I feel like that's an adequate amount of us talking uh, yeah. about our <laughs> shitty jokes yeah. and complaining Maybe and bitching and moaning. Time. Yeah, yeah. We didn't complain on stage when we got gong, but we said, we're going to take this to a podcast and yeah. openly complain for 30 minutes about it. <laughs> I'm going to vent. I'm going to vent. Well, off the topic of comedy and now to our political... Bullshit. Bullshit. Um... <laughs> I, I feel like in the news, there wasn't very much to talk about this month or this week, except for more of just the impeachment, them trying yeah. to talk about how they're getting, trying to get Trump off from not being our president anymore. But the funny thing I liked what one person talked about, and I don't know how politically correct it is, and I didn't do my research about it, but NPR <laughs> was talking about how impeachment's not even in the constitution. And if you know that's in the constitution, please at us, shout us out. 
tell us how we're wrong and try to get us a couple of followers for being a little yeah, funny. Yeah, all I have is 12th grade government, so I need you to hook it up. <laughs> yeah, but they talk about how impeachment's not even really in the Constitution. So they're talking about impeachment and getting rid of somebody, but in the Constitution, it's only really a recommendation. It's a get the fuck off the stage, but you don't really, <laughs> you don't really have to get off the, the stage. They stage. gong you, Ask but Bill Clinton. Technically, you can just stand up there and yeah. say no. Yeah, I'm got, standing up here. Fuckers. Yeah, I got my dick sucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what you gonna do about it? <laughs> so they're trying to do this impeachment of Trump, and because he's trying to review the history of other people and trying to see what they did and if they tampered with hit politics and the voting and all that stuff. Dude, nothing fucks with them though. No, no. Uh, like, who can fuck a porn star and stay in office? Like. He just says fake news moves on. Hell yeah. He's just, he's just like, I don't give a fuck. If there's anything I learned, don't apologize. Don't just apologize. Go- wow. Well, you right. told me. You told me this back. And this is where every time Trump doesn't apologize for something, I think about this. Back when we, for a little bit of news, me and Brandon know each in high school. <laughs> yeah. We did DECA, which was a marketing club. And... We fucked up when we're talk shit, talk shitting, <laughs> um, talking shit about somebody while we're going back. To, we were in our in our hotel room after we already did it all, <laughs> and we we're shit talking somebody so hard. And we open the door. She knocks, and I go, "Oh fuck!" And it was the the person we we're shit talking yep. about. I apologized for a week. Brandon said, "Don't apologize. Let it blow over. Fuck that." <laughs> and I remember a year later. We'd go to parties, she would still be there, and she was nice to you, and I got the stink eye, because <laughs> I apologized, and I was sorry, where she was your best friend, called you best friend, because you didn't apologize. Yeah. And, and I feel like, I was like, it's because he didn't, with you. he didn't apologize, he kept it real, so I said what I said, yeah. Fucking meant it. Yeah. That is what it is, where I'm like, I'm so sorry, we didn't mean what we said, I'm so sorry for hurting your feelings, where I've, I feel like you taught me. So it's your fault. <laughs> Don't apologize. Say it with your chest. Yeah. Leave it out there. If you fuck up, though, apologize. But if you say something that someone else doesn't like, you fucking said it. Yeah. You fucking said well, it. I, I've said like, even last week with this, we're not going to apologize. We're saying our opinions. If we really misstep and we really say something, Send we did Send an email. We'll read it. <laughs> at us. Get us a couple followers if you're going right. to do it anyways. But... We feel like anything we say here, we'll apologize in the middle of it if we feel like it is worth apologizing. But if we don't apologize on here, we probably it's probably taken out of context. We really didn't. We probably really did mean it. Yeah, this is a lot of people apologizing for stupid shit. Yeah, to being yeah. politically correct in the way social media is today. Yeah, but if and you once just, you start apologizing, they got you by the balls. Yeah, if you're a Nazi and you're saying fuck all the non-white people. Yeah, or if you're, you're part of the dick. KKK, you're just a dick. Yeah. If you're a dick, but at least to say, hey, I'm a dick. I find, But if you're making jokes, it's a joke. If yeah. it doesn't land well, it didn't land well. Is what it is. Yeah. We were joking. We were making each other laugh. I shouldn't have apologized two years ago. <laughs> I take back all it. my apology. I still think about it. When I'm in bed, about to fall asleep at night, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have apologized. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where now it's like, I learned from that. Yeah. So as I'm learning from this, our current president, as long as you don't say anything too fucked up and mean <laughs> she it, blow over. Yeah. If you go out and say, oh, "I hate black people," that's fucked up. You should apologize for exactly. that. Exactly. If you make fun of gays and the LGBTQT, you should apologize. But there's somebody. Oh, hey, donate to our foundations. Right. Publicly apologize, and now publicly support us. We'll forgive you. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. If you say that fucked up joke, but if it's a joke, you stick see with that it. Matt Damon tweet? No, what was it? <laughs> it was just like you know, there's a difference between like you know, there's a there's levels to this shit, basically, of like you know, getting groped and like the whole Me Too thing, and we should have a distinction. Yeah. And sent that out like immediately after the whole world was like. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Don't you dare talk about women. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Oh, no. <laughs> and he immediately apologized, took it off. He was like, I think it's better if I just shut my fucking there's mouth. There's levels to this shit, yeah, right? There yeah, is, there's yeah. levels. Yeah. You're not on that level. <laughs> yeah, but the second you're like, the second you're like, I'd rather just not talk about it because the other person silenced you, you're a pussy. Yeah. 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 Like, just say what you said. Well, I feel like especially with this, at least, at least with comedy and podcasting. I don't care about that 20%. That's going to be super politically correct. They're not going to find this funny anyways. <laughs> right. I'm going for the other 80% that think, oh, comedy's funny. I like when they laugh at me, laugh at everybody else. We're going to say some words that we wouldn't say out of here. <laughs> right. But we're all friends and we're all making jokes and not being politically correct. Yeah. That is what has driven me to comedy is liking that so much more than the social media landscape. Today. Yeah. I completely agree. To the point where I hate when people talk about social media. I hate when comedians go up and talk about, oh, have you seen on Twitter recently? Uh, yeah. No. No. Because I don't go on there. Because I don't like it. Right. Don't support that. Yeah. Well, natural transition over to Twitter. <laughs> After you saying I hate Twitter. Yeah. Um, apparently now Twitter's halting their political ads. So they're not going to take money to put political stuff up. Which is dope. It's free. If anything pops up in your timeline, it naturally popped up on there based on their algorithms. It's not because somebody paid for their political tweet to be there, which uh, is cool. Unlike Facebook. Unlike Facebook, who is still taking that money. Which I don't know about you. Isn't like all of your older relatives on Facebook? Yeah. And they like are on it all the time. Well, I, it's so funny learning what everyone, what they really believe in. Yeah. Because you feel like something is... I feel like you're enlightened and you naturally believe in people having the choice to make certain decisions and to to love whoever they want to love, to do whatever they want with their body and stuff like that. Exactly. And then you go and you see grandpa's like, fuck the gays. <laughs> you're like, grandpa. God damn it. Yeah, you're like, God damn it. I can't unsubscribe, unfollow. Sorry, grandpa. I can't follow those, those grandpa, views anymore. Grandpa, you're an anti-Semite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's posting KKK <laughs> pictures. He's like, whoa, whoa grandpa, grandpa. That's not acceptable. New to time me. period, 2019. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's fun. To, I mean, it's fun to see. And it's fun to see, okay, those are the people that are hated. You know, they really do exist because you think they don't exist. But they do. Grandma, why'd you repost facts? Uh, God's don't, God doesn't love facts. <laughs> Can't get any of that out of my mouth. Uh, it's because you're trained not to want to say it, man. Yeah. You're fucking trained. New. <laughs> You're whipped to be politically correct nowadays. You can't say God that word. Damn. Right. I fucked it all up anyways. Yeah, but but Facebook is still they what Mark Zuckerberg said is that he believes that that is the freedom of speech to accept he just money. Just wants to do less work and put it up. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to not have to pay people to like fucking check shit or why would you want to lose money? Yeah. Yeah. When when you're worth so much, people are still going to use your platform no matter what. Exactly does accept it and he takes the money and does it and that this speaks yeah. speaks volumes to mark zuckerberg <laughs> yeah shout out to jack dorsey yeah do you know how how facebook was originally started i watched the movie yeah yeah that's all i know <laughs> well there's there's a podcast behind the bastards and you show oh yeah too. they did the one on mark zuckerberg how yeah. they said it was originally started just to rape oh women. and he raped uh raped, raped? <laughs> 
<laughs> Whoa, no, he did not I don't not know where rape that came from. To take that, you take that back. You take that you and know apologize. What? I will apologize. I'm sorry, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, but oh, rate, rate, yeah, rate women. And and then it basically was <laughs> hard tea. It was the first form of Tinder where you're trying to find a place and a platform co- for college students to fuck. That's how Facebook was started. Not for you to share your opinions. Not for you to put all your info out there. Definitely it was to be to rated women. as how hot you were and to hook up. Yeah. Treat Facebook as such. That's how it was. Yeah. From the very beginning, this podcast is the journey of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> we will treat it as such with a little bit of our um, levity opinions on things. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then... <sighs> To the next topic. I need better transitions. I need better, better transitions. <laughs> we'll try that. Yeah. Just with my jokes. Better transitions. Better transitions. I'll write that down and see if I can do better with it. Um, but then so another topic that I want to bring up is I thought it was pretty interesting because um, I was thinking about it watching Netflix. Like, wow, I don't have to watch commercials anymore. Or I remember watching normal TV or back being as a kid where cable television was all you got. Yeah. Even still back before social media and everything, commercials. Right. You had to watch commercials. You had to watch ads. Or DVD that shit. We don't do ads for you guys. Word. You should be appreciative. <laughs> but what, but you. watch, but watching ads, I'm like, wow. And like watching Netflix without it, I'm like, because I was sitting there thinking like, okay, am I going to watch Hulu or am I going to watch Netflix? Right. And I said, I'm not going to watch Hulu because I don't want to watch my ads. I don't, I don't have no ad Hulu like you yeah, do. Yeah, bougie. Um, bougie. But watch, I chose Netflix, watched a shitty movie I did in like, no commercials though. See, Eli... No, I haven't seen Eli. Whoa. I keep telling you about all these scary shit. And you're going to be by yourself at home going, I'm not watching fuck? scary movies. <laughs> it's a good scary movie. Um, Because you tell me to watch it, I'm not going to watch it. How about that? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, But talking about when we were kids and thinking about it, I saw this ad that day of more than half of U.S. children now have a smartphone by the age of 11. And right. it's weird to think because when I was 11, I still had, this is fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. I still had my flip phone. We were talking about this before it started, and uh, I think that's hilarious because I definitely had a smartphone. Like what? iPhone uh, number one? No, it was like the like a just random Android smartphone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. For like, I want to say sixth or seventh grade, I got it, and I played games on it and stuff. It was cool. I didn't have that for the longest and time. I, <clears throat> at that age, I was like by far like smarter than my parents with like, so I could just delete all the browser history and delete all that shit and they really didn't know they weren't used to it at all so i think our generation got the gap which i think is just hilarious now we're catching up i didn't you didn't i definitely you had an amigo phone (laughs) i I had the old amigo which basically looked like shrek's head and you had four numbers one two three and four with preset numbers up until i think seventh or eighth grade i wasn't allowed to have a phone because i think at one time i did get a flip phone and then I got in trouble because my parents checked my text messages and I cursed. <laughs> and then they set a limit of how many text messages I can send a day, which was like 200. And I would constantly like go through and like delete in my conversation what I thought you wouldn't need. So I stayed under my 200 limit. Yeah. And then I got in trouble for that. So I went back to my Amigo for the longest time. <laughs> my parents were not Went well, back around. to my Amigo. I mean, they tried giving me, I, I will admit my parents did try giving me a little bit of room. Like when you're walking your dog and you have so much leash. Yeah. And then I was the dog that pulled all the way to the end of the it's leash. Like <laughs> yeah. Where they're like, if you just didn't pull, you can have that leash. 
but I they thought were I was smarter some than fucking them. mind games. I thought they, they were. I'm yeah. I was I was I fucked up. I didn't know the game. I was trying to play the game that I didn't know yet. Yeah, my version of that was just going fuck your game. <laughs> <laughs> Can't control this. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm getting like the iPhone. I'd download apps, and I thought it was so sneaky. Like when Snapchat first came out, I'm like, oh, I'm so sneaky. The pictures delete. Yeah. So then my stepdad looked into SoundCloud, looked up like why SoundCloud, Snapchat, not Snapchat. Thank you. Why would a teenager have Snapchat? And they go, it's so they can send nudes to each other. It is Snapchat is the devil. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. I got in trouble for even having Snapchat. Never received anything on it, you know. But it's because the messages just disappear, and I'm like, oh, I outsmart them. I have Snapchat. They don't know where it is. All my messages disappear. And this was like in the eighth or ninth grade. Yeah. So and my parents didn't look into that. Deleted it fast. Yeah, no. But yeah, my parents were looking. I feel like I, my yeah, history about me, as you guys will learn from this, my parents looked to get me in trouble. Mm-hmm. I felt like sometimes. Yeah. But that's me victimizing myself. I and I just got myself in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Consistently. <laughs> but it's weird to think about now that like where we are at now, where how adults feel like they're addicted to their phone or other adults are like, hey, you need to stop playing your phone so much. Your screen time is up to eight, nine, Do you ten, look at eleven. Your screen time? I do. Yeah, me too. Mine's about three hours a day. It's, it gets a little disgusting, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, mine's like... mine's a little fucked up. Here's my excuse. Oh, because of work. For work, um, I had to pull up maps and I have to be on the internet. Fair enough. To do my job. So mine says, oh, reference and maps for four or five hours a day. And I'm like, that doesn't count. Yeah, but at so least my it screen has time, breakdown. Mine says seven or eight hours. I'm like, that's fucked up. And then it goes one hour of Pornhub.com. And I'm like, hey, yeah. hey, <laughs> delete that shit. <laughs> Take that off. It has, it has the normal internet browser. And then it's like specifically my one website. I'm like, oh, You're you like, piece God of damn, shit. damn, you really going to put me on blast, I iPhone? can't lie about that. I can't lie about that. <laughs> Mine's like 30 seconds a day. <laughs> God damn. Uh, I'm trying to break records, okay? <laughs> I'm a record breaker. Uh, Try to be as efficient as possible. Yeah. Right but it's weird, it's weird to think about that. It's like when you think like grandma and grandpa or mom and dad ask you how to set up something or fix the Wi-Fi, you can just unplug the power, put it back in, and you're God. You're all law yeah. for doing that. I, it's like I want to stay up in times because I don't want my kids to be like, oh, I know all this shit and dad doesn't know you anything. You don't know shit. But you know, the next thing is going to come where you don't know anything about it. But it's, it's weird because we're that generation where we're... we're we got a leg up. We're 21, key. you know, so we're in that point where we got smartphones when we were kids. Yeah. And we are the pioneers. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be hard when the next wave of the new smart smartphone, the genius phone comes out. Exactly. We don't know anything about it. And basically iPhones become flip phones, you know. <laughs> Right. And we don't know anything about it, but you definitely want to stay on top of it just so you know what your kids are doing. And like, set, I feel like it'd be appropriate to set the one hour screen time, two hours of screen time. Yeah. You can only play games for so much. Even for yourself, I think it's fair. Yeah. I, I set up things like when I'm on uh, World Star Hip Hop for too long. Yeah. A little reminder comes up and I'm like, okay, it's time to get the fuck off of this. See, but <laughs> for me, I am i don't have the mental fortitude where like, you know how you set an alarm for yourself in the morning to wake yourself up? Yeah. Do not wake up. I click snooze. Five, ten, fi- I have to set. I have to set fifteen alarms one minute apart from each other, and I what? will s- click snooze and ding, ding, snooze, ding, ding, snooze. I'm like, oh my fucking god! Where I have to get up, turn them all off. But for me, I can be half asleep, turn all of my alarms off, and go back to bed. And yeah. then I wake up and I'm like, 
why would I do that? <laughs> I black out and I'm like, forget that. I even It's like Sleepy Burden and does not want to wake yeah. up. He says, fuck that shit. I, that was a habit I had to break. Like for me, it took me a minute to do that because I used to just want to sleep all the time. And then I was like, no, this is not an option. Just once you hear that thing, don't give yourself an option. Get the fuck out of bed. Yeah. And what I what I did for a while, because I used to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Right. And I realized as my productivity in the day raised, so did my want to kill myself. <laughs> and I figured it'd just be smart to just let myself sleep in and enjoy life a little bit. Okay, fair enough. Um, and decrease the productivity. Yeah. Um, so I would set my alarm randomly in my room, far away from the bed. <laughs> so I couldn't just reach it and turn it oh. off. I would have to get out of bed. I'd put it like in the bathroom. I had to get out of bed, turn the alarm off. And I'm like, okay, fuck, I'm awake. Guess I'll be productive now. Yeah. Where lately, um, the big argument with me and my wife right now into my life. Um, <laughs> hi, Chels. Hope you're getting to this part of this. <laughs> um, but... I like to listen to comedy shows and I feel like I'm kind of studying before I go to bed. I feel like it helps me like sleep a little bit and have that white noise on. So I put it underneath my pillow and I put my phone volume like one or two. So she can't hear it because she hates hearing it. And what that does when my alarm goes off, I click off because it's right there where I can reach it. So I need to get back to the point where I can just put my alarm somewhere else. Yeah. But that's where I'm at. Okay. Goals. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how that relates to 11 year old playing on their phone. But it's yeah, but <laughs> but use your phone for everything. It's your alarm clock now. It's like everything. I use it for everything. Yeah, yeah. I love seeing people walk around with the bougie watches that are like worth two thousand dollars on their wrist, like, and you're like, dude, don't you have a phone? It tells you your time. You don't need that watch to like flaunt so hard. Right. Have you ever fucked somebody because you had a nice watch on? <laughs> I'm sure there's someone out there's like, yeah, I have. Yeah, <laughs> but to the other ninety nine percent of us, no, no. Hasn't helped me once. <laughs> That's why I hate watches. And next topic. <laughs> there we go. Smooth transition. Um, so something that recently in our generation, the legalization of weed. Word. Pretty cool. Pretty Woo! cool. You know, now you have cannabis's, cannabis stores and all that. Yeah. Um, but there are people who are vaping and they're adding something to these THC capsules and they feel like that's causing these diseases so not only is it the jewel that is causing diseases now they're trying to blame thc from vaping but it's because they add that extra vitamin in there that's not needed and yeah I'll you elaborate more on that uh, about it yeah i i definitely know people trap the fuck out of those the cartridges and uh they're they're they have been doing this for a while and just like they'll put pesticides or any random shit it's like having weed that's not uh controlled yeah it's the same problem they, they have things in it that get you high, but it's really not the active ingredient in THC. But they've been going back and forth between like, oh, whose fault is it? And it is not looking good for Juul and all of them. It is really not. They they keep, both industries keep pushing back on each other. And we're going to find out more. But uh, it's definitely a, a crazy industry. Yeah, well, it's hard for me because I'm like, we've taken this many steps forward, guys. Let's not take some steps back with weed. Because the whole big thing that everybody says is, Nobody's ever died from it. Nobody's ever done so much weed that they died. Did weed. Yeah. That's great. Um, nobody's ever Did smoked weed. so much. Yeah, you're an <laughs> asshole if you think that you can smoke so much. And die. And die from it. Yeah. You're that asshole that thinks you can do that. Go Boom. ahead. Yeah. Try it. It won't happen. Yeah. But now you have, they're linking it to THC. THC infused. Right. And it's like, no, the THC still 
is not isn't doing anybody. anything. And a lot with the metals, like that it's heating up. That metal element is not good. Uh, I was listening to the the Daily. They were talking. They had a couple episodes on vaping and the the tobacco company that owns Marlboro uh, bought Juul. That for makes like sense. A couple billion. So, yeah, and they could really give a shit less whether it tanks or does good. Like their still main industry is cigarettes. Yeah, and we've done so much to counter cigarettes, and then boom, they have these uh, jewels and all these other e-cigarettes, and it's just getting people addicted like crazy. Well, it's even hard to think about because it's like the thought of and you do it more. Yeah, you yeah, do way more because cons- now you're in your house. People at least wouldn't smoke in their house or their car or things like that. But now you're smoking all the time, twenty four seven. Yeah, and then even how secondhand smoke affects other people's because of the tobacco, and they right. teach you about the rat poisons that are in there and the other stuff that is really bad for you. Yeah, and I get it, but it's it's the tobacco companies have to be paying the government so that they don't make it illegal. It is They're so lobbying. bad for you. Yeah. It is terrible. <laughs> How, why would that ever be legal? But weed was not legal when they're, if anything, the same thing, but weed would be, would be healthier for you because it doesn't have rat poison in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, and they're really regulating it. Like they, they are regulating it. They're putting it under a microscope. They're testing it. They're doing everything that's needed. Well, it's also because a lot of people are putting, I feel like they'd put a lot of testing and money into it because a lot of people are investing in this. Yeah. A lot of people, it is like, the smart thing to do is to grow your own weed farm. Invest in that. Integrity. <laughs> <laughs> invest in starting your own store. Invest in the stocks with weed. You know, that's like the smart thing to do right now because it is a growing industry. Exponentially. Yeah. Because now more people are trying it because it's not being so shat on <laughs> as being such a bad thing. Yeah. I love all the CBD stuff, though. They're just going crazy with that. Yeah. The lotions and all the... But there's no there's no testing. Like, there's no, like, there's no proof. But you can get out Walgreens now. Yeah. But there's no proof. There's, like, they're not they're not doing anything. It's like with a land that sells snake oil. Yeah. Yeah. It's just pretty funny. But I know there's people out there who use CBD every single day, and they say it does wonders. And it makes you think, well, maybe it's a little bit of the placebo. Yeah. You know, but whatever gets, whatever makes things better. But they, the hard thing with placebo is even when they do say, they can tell you, this doesn't help you. And it will still affect you. And it still affects you. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing of placebo. Cause like there's birth controls where you, how, I don't want to say exactly, I know exactly how it works, but say you have your one month plan, half of them birth control, half placebo. <laughs> So yeah. your jar that you're buying, only so many of them are actually working to messing up your hormones to the point where That's your crazy. body doesn't make a baby. Where the other half is a placebo that does the exact same thing because your body doesn't know the difference. Because it's telling yourself, oh, I'm taking this medicine, which won't let me have a baby. I didn't know that. That's fascinating. Yeah. And there, yeah. The fucked up thing was I, I dated a girl that n- could tell the difference. What? She's... I don't know how this bitch was crazy. This was the crazy the bitch. This was the crazy <laughs> bitch, you know, and was selling it, selling the placebo one, saying it was Coke or saying that it was something else <laughs> and selling it to younger people because they couldn't tell the difference. And she knew which ones were placebos, which ones were not. What a thug. And this is, this is all off of hearsay. She told me that I don't know if it's true or not, you know, right. but it's 
crazy if it was true. It's crazy <laughs> if you could tell the difference, you know? But... That would be crazy. That would be. Yeah. <sighs> you Next <got> topic. To... <laughs> <laughs> we need like a little intro, and a little drum right. kit or something. We're working on that. We'll figure that one out. Yeah. Um, a little button to hit. Yeah. A little button would be nice. Um, my big thing, the thing I liked a lot and something that I feel like I've been kind of lobbying for, for a while now is athletes getting paid in the NCAA. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, and I don't think everybody should be paid. And the hard part when they talk about it is how, how are you gonna make it equal? Right. You can't pay all the football players $200,000 and all the women's basketball players $5,000. That's not fair. And there are laws set up where you can't pay the women more than the men. And they have the laws with colleges where even at UNLV, there's only four or five, I want to say, men's sports, men's programs compared to the 11, 12, 13 women's programs that they have. Oh, really? It's W9, W something. Oh, yeah. Um, where yeah, yeah. it has to be equal. I feel like it's Title Nine. Title Nine, There it is. Title Nine. So since they pour so much money into the men's basketball and men's football teams, ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah. They can't. They have to put equal amounts of money into the women's teams. So what they do is they just sprinkle it to Ooh, all of them. Got you, got you. And the, the argument is, and I get it. It should be equal, but as from a business aspect, the men's teams make more money. Right, but that's what they were talking about. I'm sorry for interrupting. Go ahead, go but ahead. The they were talking about the colleges won't be paying you, so it won't come back on them. Right. And it will just go. How much is your name making other people? Right. And you will get a percentage and from that. That is the law. Not the law. That's but basically what the NCAA has agreed on is you can make money off your likeness and your name. Yeah. Because it is unfair for somebody like Zion Williamson, who is entering the, the NBA damn. as a social media star since high school, goes to college and he's eating a cup of noodles every day and doesn't he's not making any money, even though he could be making money. He could be in the NBA right now. Right. So I think the law really because there's people that are mad. They are already getting their colleges paid for. They should be grateful. Right. Fuck those people. You right. know where they could be making money already. There there are a couple of outliers. There's no guarantee that these guys are gonna be studs in the pros, but they could make money now. They could be growing their likeness now. And what this will also do is it'll allow us to bring NCAA football and the video games back. Because we haven't had NCAA football for the longest time they since didn't I even believe realize that. 2014 is what I want to say off the top of my head. Because athletes were getting mad. You're selling a game with my face and my name, not my name, my jersey number. And it's not fair. Yeah, it's really not. And you're making NCAA is a billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. You're paying the coaches millions of dollars. Right. And you're, the kids are and getting all the staff. tuition. Yeah. And the only reason tuition costs so much is loans. Loans. They're allowed to get loans for it. Where college is costing kids twenty to forty thousand dollars a year from out of state. In state, you could make it cheaper. You don't have to live in a dorm, twenty thousand dollars a year, right there. You don't have to live in a dorm. Now you're just saying ten to twenty thousand dollars just to take five classes a year, five classes a semester, two semesters a year. If you stay in state, it's cheaper. If you go to a community college, it goes down from five to ten thousand dollars, or that ten to twenty thousand dollars down to two to five thousand dollars a right. semester. Why? You're taking the exact same classes, exact same teachers, gain the exact same piece of paper at the end. 
why are you paying so much to go to a big university? Yeah. It doesn't make sense when you get the same piece of paper. And what I believe the argument would be, oh, Brendan, you get a better education. Do you have many of the teachers? Half and half at both schools? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure the big wig manager of the business faculty here at UNLV is probably smarter or better than the one at, say, CSN here. Right. But the, every teacher I've had four years of college now have taught both at CSN and UNLV. That's what's up. Uh, make that dollar-dollar bill, y'all. Yeah, and they say because you make the same amount of money, but they do the same classes. Yeah, that's cool. And I feel like the teachers at community college are more helpful than the teachers at big-wig universities. Classes are smaller. You can ask questions. You get more help. They respond to your emails. It's <laughs> not a, a pre-made lecture, no raising your hands, no asking questions, where I feel like university people are set up to fail because you have to have that will and want to make yourself learn from it. Yeah. Where community college, it's is a little bit more of holding your hand, like in high school, just a tad, but you still have to have 90% of the will to go. Where in university, you're an 18-year-old, you don't know what you want to do with life. You don't want to be a fuck up in everybody else's eyes. So you go to college. Yeah, you don't want to be that loser. You don't want to be that loser, but you still don't know what you want to do. So you tell everybody, oh, yeah, I'm going for business. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go be a teacher. And yeah. how many of those guys get through the degree program? How many of those guys? I'm one of them. I am one of them. So I will say it. I went to UNLV for two years, stopped, went to CSN. And my whole plan for the first three years, I'm going to get a business degree. Right. I now have a job as a manager and I've, I've had my job as a supervisor and stuff like that. And I realize, oh, I hate people. <laughs> I hate managing people. I hate having to be the bad guy. I hate having tried to motivate people to do their jobs. So I'm going to switch out of it. So three years down the drain. We're talking $20,000, $25,000 down the drain. And how many other people are doing that? And I'm so happy I didn't go out of state, get $200,000 in loans, live at a dorm, and do all that because yes it is an experience but at the end of the day it doesn't help you get that piece of paper it doesn't yeah. make that piece of paper any better unless you're going to harvard or yale yeah or one of the big wig schools i think it's something to talk about too like bernie sanders and the elizabeth warren and i don't want to say elizabeth warren because i don't know exactly what her plan is but uh like you know paying for colleges uh you you ever watch uh bill maher yeah i like uh bill maher but uh he was talking about why would uh, people pay for other people to go to college when they're going to make more money than you in the long run. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. Well, and even because back to me, like more of the NCAA and how they're mad that students are now going to get paid for the likeness. Yeah. Do you guys understand how much colleges make? An ignorant. An ignorant, ignorant amount, of amount of money. Where to go. I'm going to keep bashing on UNLV. I hate oh, yeah. UNLV. <laughs> um, but what they do, you have to buy a parking pass to park there. There is a free parking lot for like 50 spots, 50 parking spots that are filled up an hour before classes start. Those spots are all filled up at 5, 30, 6 a.m. So what you have to do is you have to spend 150 to $200 for a year parking pass to get it economically. Because if you just do one semester, it's like $120, two semesters, $150, or you can do the whole year, $160. Well, duh, I'm going to do the one. That's yeah. the smartest deal that they set up. Right. How many students are at UNLV are paying for that parking pass? A lot. All of them. All of them. And not only that, but because you're going to a university, 
you have to pay for a gym membership there. You are forced to pay, I want to say, about $1,200 a semester for their gym membership. For a semester. For six months. This is Brendan's time to just shit on college. But it's $200 (laughs) a month. You can get a gym membership at the nicest places. What, Lifetime Fitness? Yeah, I think that's the nicest gym membership you can get is Lifetime, where they up the prices so much because people can't afford to work out here. So you have this whole place to yourself. Yeah, filter them out. 50 guys walking around, and that's it in a two, three-story facility. And they're charging, I think, $200 a month for a gym membership. And the gym there at UNLV is constantly packed, constantly. The people who are working there are other students who are getting paid minimum wage, and they treat you like shit because they think that they're better than you because they work there. I don't know understand how that works. <laughs> you ask any questions they don't know. You ask them for help for something they don't want to help you. Yeah. Why am I paying lifetime membership fee for shit membership fee? Doesn't make sense. So they're charging an exuberant amount of money for their dorms, for you to have a parking pass, making you pay to have their gym membership there, which you you have to pay. Yeah. And then like with the dorms, what they do is you have to pay for their meal plan, Mm -hmm. which is an additional couple thousand dollars on on top of that. For shitty food. On that $20,000 that you're already paying to be in the dorm and you only get one meal. You get one meal a day and they say, oh, we make you do this for your health and stuff like that. And I get it. Yeah. For that one meal a day, but it's shitty cafeteria food. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. I think we've shit on colleges enough. (laughs) Okay. I hope you feel better. I (laughs) let it all out. I don't. It still haunts me. It still (laughs) haunts me. I still get pissed off thinking about it. Um, But those are my topics that I had. Yeah. You had a couple today. Yeah. We had... um, ISIS leader Uba Bakr al Baghdad. <laughs> Baghdadi? You want to try that Daddy? one more time? No, you can try. Do you want to? Yeah, let me see the screen. <laughs> <laughs> let, me hit all, let me hit all the syllables. We're, we're, our next thing that we're going to be adding is a TV so we can both see the screen. But for right now, we got to pass back and forth from the laptop. <laughs> we'll get there. Going to innovate. Are right, you ready? Yeah. Abu Bakr al Baghdadi is now dead. Back daddy. Back daddy. Yeah, but apparently we finally killed him. Yeah. Apparently. To be honest with you, didn't even know he was there. Yeah. He wasn't like an Os- Osama bin Laden figure, but he did do a lot of horrible shit with the caliphate and all of that. And he was fucking organization skills to the max. But the hard part, I mean, this is something we talked about before is, isn't ISIS now claiming, oh, we don't even know who the fuck that was. Yeah, there was you killed first, some random first guy. reports and where they were like, who the fuck is that? And the other people were like, he's not even dead. This is a, and then other people were like, that's just the US's uh, boogeyman. But ISIS has finally come out and, and acknowledged his death and with the swiftness put someone else as their leader and then told America, don't get fucking confident. Don't get cocky. That's we so are weird. still coming for you. Yeah, which is a fucking terrifying thing. They just have so much hatred. So much, so much hatred. But yeah, we finally killed him. We did it. Trump is now can say that his America. successful. America wins. America, America. America. Um, did you see the uh, <laughs> the the side by side of him uh, talking about um, 
the operation of killing him, Bad no. Daddy, and they, uh, they put it against Obama's uh, Bin Laden, which was like seven to nine minutes of talking about like uh, the whole operation. And uh, Trump's was like 45 minutes of just like, and there was a dog. A cane, they call him a canine. I call him a dog. Fantastic dog. <laughs> Dude. It was. It's... He makes it hard not to joke about Did him. you see the, uh, dude he's getting booed at the like nationals game have you seen the one um meme up where it's uh his wife is handing out candy to trick-or-treaters yeah and these trick-or-treaters are walking by and throwing tp at him yeah egging him it's a statue it's not him yeah but it literally is like a perfect replica where he looks exactly like him so for in the pictures it's like oh He's handing out candy, but these kids are walking up and silly stringing his face. Uh, yeah, and he's not moving, so it's like, oh, they yeah, they fucked that up. <laughs> I I thought at first when I was watching, I'm like, did they just egg him and he doesn't move? Yeah, no. They worked on me. Yeah, it was funny though. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Unfortunately, John Witherspoon has passed away. Yeah. Which uh, iconic figure in comedy? Yeah, very sad. Yeah, he's very a really sad. funny guy. And he was, he was one of those, it, he had a shtick, but it was him. Yeah. So I, I do highly recommend go listen to him his stuff. You can see him on the boondocks. You, you can see Friday. him Friday. He is a hilarious guy. I've heard him in other podcasts where he just talks and he's the joke. He's so fucking The way funny. he talks and his yeah. life story is the funniest thing. Yeah. Like it doesn't even, it, there's no work. And he literally made himself out of nothing. Right. He made himself out of nothing where he had kids. He was a failure in life. He wouldn't admit it, but he, from telling a story, you would think from the outside looking at, oh, he was a failure. Right. And then he just packs up all his stuff and says, okay, guys, I'm going to be a comedian. Exactly. Goes and does that, becomes something and is able to carry his, his family right. on. And that, I mean, that's the whole yeah. the premise of being a comedian is you're nothing and being something yeah <laughs> but it, it he was a really funny person and, and it seems like and they were about to restart they were about to reboot the boondock so i don't know what's gonna happen now because uh-huh. he played the grandpa i don't know who who can who can replace that yeah but we'll see when you see if he kills off they kill off a character that would be sad he's so he's he was such a part of the show though i don't know yeah that cancels that yeah <laughs> well his son does a spot on, on impression. impression i said how cool would it be if they took his son to do that and it said be like your dad yeah and now we'll pay you to do that yeah that would be cool that would be pretty dope yeah i thought about that that would be awesome because he does a spot it's hilarious on impersonation yeah, it's hilarious it's 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 pretty good yeah if you guys like John Witherspoon, check out his son because he can. He does a spot on impersonation, and he's still finding his footing in comedy, where he doesn't really want. He doesn't want to like follow his dad and be like, "Oh, I'm John Witherspoon Jr." kind of thing. Yeah. But he does a solid impersonation. He could definitely carry on in life without a that. doubt. Without impersonating a doubt. his dad. Yeah. But he doesn't want to be a sellout. He wants to be an artist and do his own thing. So we'll yeah. see how that going goes. Uh, in other news, terrifying news. New Delhi is uh, pre- preparing to hand out gas masks to all the children because of uh. how polluted their city is. It's the most polluted city in the world. And I've, I've seen the images. Have you seen them? No, I have not. Uh, yeah, they, they are. Um, it, it's scary. It's scary to see. Like, you just can't see low visibility. They can't even have flights go out or in. Um, yeah, it's scary. The government is handing out gas masks to children, and they're scared that uh, they're going to have to shut down the schools, keep people inside. 
So yes, our listeners cannot see that, but I have it pulled up now how we can see just the smog in there and you can't really see anything at all. I bet yeah. they can't see the stars at night either. How sad. Yeah. Um, but my, my joke on this was because you told me how the kids don't have to go to school now because so, <laughs> the pollution is so bad. And I wonder if they're like, snow day <laughs> right <laughs> we don't gotta go to school <laughs> toxic day yeah <laughs> toxic day <laughs> where'd this third art come from yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's horrible and it, it's so scary and all this stuff going on in california right now the fires are raging they're shutting power down it's like it's in a state of emergency and to see that happening over there and see what's happening over here it's just like oh shit well and i i heard recently how they're talking like fire deputies and stuff and they say that they have to control like 200 to 500 different fires that break out on a yearly basis yeah and most of them just don't get past five to ten acres but they say like california was meant to light on fire there, well, there's yeah, nothing they can do about but it. But usually it burns out. It clears it for the next, like, thing to go. But they haven't been, like, they haven't had controlled fires where yeah. they need to be. So now it's, shit is just going up in flames. And the, the, what's... But they have I, 70, 70% of it contained by now. Yeah. So it's definitely smaller. They're definitely catching up, but... But not having power. There's people, like, with medical emergencies that they need to be hooked up to machines. That's terrifying. There's a lot of people moving and uh, living in Vegas the last couple years. We've noticed a large influx of uh, Californians. Yeah. Uh, That's why we don't got to pay taxes. Because they, we make all of our money off of them. Off them, they're <laughs> moving the, the here gambling. by the fucking yeah, yeah. It, they're moving here in the thousands. Well, they're saying that Vegas. Sorry for anybody that doesn't like Vegas news. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what they're saying with Vegas is, per one hundred residents, they only have eleven houses available. So the heart, like we have the worst market for housing. So the amount of houses we have available for are like, just going to skyrocket and they're going to fuck up <laughs> per population of how many people we have. We don't have enough houses available for yeah. the amount of people that are here. So like they're saying that the homeless crisis is just going to get worse here and that they're saying for for our economy to house the homeless costs about $20,000 per person per year. Where us taking care of them as homeless people and just providing medical and nutritional and those kind of services per person costs us about $73,000 per year. Wow. And I don't know how they pull that number out of their ass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how true that is. I'm not standing behind it. Because my first thing is that, bullshit. <laughs> Bull. How does, that doesn't make sense. But I, if that is true and the number that they're coming up with is factual... We need to make more houses. We need to be housing more homeless because it would save us more money. But I feel like if it did save us more money, the government would have made more houses and been doing that. Yeah. Because it would make sense. So I don't know if that's just a shit story that they just put out there or what well, it was the, or not. Well, the people are also trying to fucking get theirs from the government and the money. Like, yeah. It's just ridiculous. They compare like how much it costs us to build things compared uh, like v other countries. And it's it's a giant difference. We're charging like we're not working together. We're just trying to get ours for most of the things. Because in the seventies, when people came back from Vietnam, they made houses. And this is another Bill Maher reference. But the they they built huts like in huts sounds so goofy, but for shacks, pennies kinda, on the dollar, yeah. pennies on the dollar compared to what they are now claiming it would cost to build things for homeless people, which is just hard to believe. 
it's very hard to believe. Well, that's it goes back to the same thing with healthcare. Universal yeah. healthcare to buy one serving of insulin or whatever it was here in America, oh we've upped it 250%. Yeah. So our 2,500%. Right. Where we're paying 250 times more than it would be in Canada because they have universal healthcare. So like, oh yeah, this is worth a dollar. Where here in America, oh, that's a thousand bucks. Exactly. And hospitals can just mock up the charges. And every hospital charges different things. It's And then if you go by yourself, oh, this operation costs fifty thousand dollars where if you have insurance they charge the insurance company instead of fifty thousand oh insurance company you only gotta pay thirty thousand right well why don't you just give that to the citizen who's paying for it out of pocket and not just insurance companies so it's it's getting fucked up we'll see (laughs) we're gonna see where we're going it gets to the point where it has to get so fucked up that we have a political reform and we reconstruct everything and you don't want to get to that point yeah but I mean, we're not for world. Country. There's too we're many people to on, on each side screaming to tear shit down, and not enough people in the middle that have a strong enough voice to go, "Hey, hey, let's work this out." Even when even one person says something on the left, and oh no, that doesn't work on the right. Yeah. Or oh no, we're doing this, which works better, and it's just all bullshit. Political politician means to be an expert at deceiving and lying exactly so we none of us know what's going on we identify with one group and we stick behind it yeah and instead go down of having our own opinions yeah it doesn't make sense no it doesn't make sense this we is going to talk into a political talk show <laughs> what i need is making sense with sam harris <laughs> yeah yeah that would help out it's just it's there is not a news outlet that is in the middle because yeah. even listening to npr and it it got to the point of laughable with me because they're supposed to be an in the middle thing. And they're talking about the impeachment and Trump and they, they would say Trump's argument and they'd go, well, that has been recently proven false. And that, that doesn't mean they that, have that's to, all bullshit. Though. They have, and then to. they say the next argument and they're like, well, we're still finding out about that one. But like they discredit everything said it right. got to the point where every quote they said from Trump or anything supporting him discredited immediately. Yeah. Where that is false, that is false, that has been proven false. But how do you prove that it's false? Somebody from the left said it was false and we're saying that's false now? Or somebody really from the middle did the research and proved that it was false? And how... I, I don't want to take the time to figure it out myself <laughs> and form my own opinion. Oh my god. It's <laughs> fucked. The system's fucked. system's not fucked. We'll get there. We'll get there. The system is just being fucked with. I love comedy so much more. <laughs> Because you make jokes about it. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're right or wrong. If you make it funny, you're right. Right. Where if politics, you just both say something and just whoever yells louder. It's just like an ignorance contest. Yeah. Whoever yells louder, whoever has, well, I guess the same with comedy. If you make it, whoever makes it funnier and makes it stick better, you win. Yeah. But we can't, we can't run things like that. That's just not okay. It's just, it's too many people self-serving themselves and yeah. just benefiting from it. Yeah. Way not too helping much. the team. You can't, you shouldn't be able to make a career out of lobbying. Yeah, no, And being no way. a politician. No way. It should not be a lifetime goal. And you're able to live off that the rest of your life. Yeah. I agree. Agreed. That is what it is, though. Yeah. Well, that was all of our topics for the day. <laughs> I feel like we took a step back with this one, but... Yeah, next one will be a step forward, hopefully. Hopefully we take a step forward. We took two steps forward. We took one step back. I feel like the comedy at the beginning was really good. Yeah. So, hopefully next time, we'll do a little, a little bit better. better. <laughs> we got to make it to episode seven. That's when this is going to launch, is what they say. <laughs> Probably won't happen that yeah. way. But. From seven views to ten. 
Yeah. No, we actually took a step back from episode uh, one to two. We went from nine to eight. All right. Well, progress. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you to the 15% who made it this far. Shout out to you, motherfuckers. Shout out to you guys. Add yeah. us. Shout us out. We got the Levity Show. Um, if you have any comments or recommendations or you want to try to be on the show, thelevityshow at gmail.com. I'm definitely taking emails. Haven't gotten any yet. Um, <laughs> so if you want to be the first, I mean, email me and just say first. It yeah, will give you a shout cool out. Too. That'd be pretty cool. Hell yeah. Um, you can find us at the Levity Show. Um, if you want to find us, you have at Brendan.cowden2. I'm going to fix that so it's a little bit easier on the tongue to find. Yeah. Um, and then for you, you got raspy underscore God. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, we are signing out. Time to kick in the. Woo!